Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where I am thinking about bug butts. Okay. The butts of bugs. Specific bug butts, actually. Specific bug butts. Which bug butts are you thinking about? Well, it's the summertime when we be mm-hmm. recording this. Mm-hmm. R. And yeah, I don't know why indeed. I slipped into pirate. <laughs> Who knows why? <laughs> but I embraced Ahoy. it. And you know how when you live in certain areas, you get pretty, 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 pretty lights from bug butts. From the, yeah. do, you, do you call them lightning bugs or fireflies? Lightning bugs. I call them lightning bugs too. Do you think that's regional? I think there is a regional thing about it. And I, I yeah. I mean, either way, it's right. Yeah. I mean, I we're establishing that, that lightning bugs is the correct terminology for the you know, not so pretty insects that at night when they light up in that beautiful green glow, gorgeous, mm-hmm. magical, you, haunting. You mean that, that perfectly white, perfectly round glow? Perfectly white, round glow, as Anaconda, <laughs> Anaconda. showed us in the mm-hmm. deep Amazon. Those are specifically Amazonian That's lightning right. bugs. That's and true. I would accept if they different call them fireflies, though. since they're so very different from the cool green on right. and off blinky blinks of the bug butts mm-hmm. here in the Northeast. I love fireflies. When I was younger, I used to catch them very carefully i've heard some people talk about how they used to smash them and like smear that's That's disturbing no you gotta be careful you gotta be gentle you catch them and then you put them in a jar with some leaves and stuff to simulate their natural environment of captivity Mm -hmm. and then you you decide which room they're going in because if you have a sibling you catch them all together and then you have to decide who gets the lightning bugs that night and then you release them in the morning Mm -hmm. and -hmm. they have a fun story to tell their mate when they show up the next day like baby i'm so sorry i'm so i saw you, you blinking i saw you blinking and i i put on a good show for you and i was headed that way and then this flesh mitt just came out of nowhere stuck me in this environment that seemed like my environment only wasn't and then mm. i'm just out again i swear i guess aliens i'm sorry you still want to make some eggs together baby i am still into it yeah oh, that's beautiful amber yeah but i so like, I am always rooting for the firefly. I have a lot of affection for the firefly. And I was, I went into my room last night and I just saw this like dull green glow on the floor. Aww. And when I turned on the light, it was like a dying firefly with its, its butt still just eking out just enough of a green luminescence to register Aww. that it once was a magical butt glowing yeah. creature that I was sad yeah. to see go. Yeah. Oh, yeah and so but- I'm just, I'm, I'm filled with a little... You know, nostalgic ennui. And uh, mm. I'm, I'm sad that, you know, maybe that dude didn't get to find his sweet, sweet butt glow and honey before he passed. Or maybe they did. And uh, this is the, you know, it's like the, the mother octopus who, you know, oh, no, don't, don't bring up the mama octopuses. <laughs> but oh, maybe man. its job was done, Amber. Sorry. I mean, yeah, I, I like... That your girl is just putting it all out there to bring yeah. the next generation of octopuses into the world. Because we need that. Octopuses are baller. I have said mm-hmm. it before. I will say it again. Look at some pictures of female cape octopuses, people. And then then read about what they do. Okay? Yeah. I know I've said it, but I'm going to say it. But, yeah. No, it's it's fair. I just thought I'd add to your ennui there, Amber. Addition accomplished. Yay. Why, uh, let's see. Uh, is there any particular connection you can think of? I mean, story the, to the I was talking about something that happened to me last night mm-hmm. to you today that I thought you would care about. I don't know why. 
we need to make a segue, but okay, sure. There's also a character called Firefly that uses explosive fireflies in this movie that we watched. Are you happy now, Megan? Do you feel good about yourself? Yeah, they had like cylindrical butts. I mean, how are you going to make it all rounded and still explosive? Yeah, those, those, (laughs) for something so tiny, they exploded impressively. So impressively. I mean, it, it was... They must have been jam-packed with, I don't know, ultra-concentrated C4. Can you just reduce C4 the way you reduce balsamic vinegar, you know, to create I a glaze? I think so, yeah. Yeah, you just, just, sort of a you low just put it on the stove for a while. Reduce it down, and, and then you can t- yeah. put in a tiny little bug butt cylinder that still mm-hmm. glows. It still uh, glows. You've got to make it glow, Amber. How else would you fool people <laughs> to thinking they were fireflies? Before they blew up everything in, like, a six-foot radius. Yeah, pretty great. Megan, mm. we are continuing our toy movie odyssey. Yes, we are. With the fine sequel to G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Yes, Amber. It is the uh, 2013. Thirteen. It's a 2013 G.I. Joe Retaliation. The only G.I. Joe Retaliation, you fucking monster. Hmm. I don't know why all this just anger is directed at me, Amber. Don't you smile at me. You don't even deserve this game of witches, 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 which is why it's going to be a subpar game of witches, 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 witches. Okay. You brought this on yourself. Okay. So let's fucking play the game, Megan. All right, Todd. Let's do this. We thing. do summaries from IMDb, Metacritic, Amazon, and Amber, and you'll tell me which is which is which which. All right, let's get it over with. Whatever. The G.I. Joes are not only fighting their mortal enemy, Cobra, they are forced to contend with threats from within the government that jeopardize their very existence. Okay. The G.I. Joes are not only fighting their mortal enemy, Cobra. They are forced to contend with threats from within the government that jeopardize their very existence. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In this sequel, the G.I. Joes are not only fighting their mortal enemy, Cobra. They are forced to contend with threats within the government that jeopardize their very existence. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Great. The G.I. Joes are... I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> The fake president blows up almost all the G.I. Joes. A very dead storm shadow busts Cobra Commander out of the secret supervillain prison so he can take over Cobra's efforts to rule the world with space rods and nuclear disarmament. Can four G.I. Joes and one lady from an unrelated ninja organization stop them? Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know, Amber. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go with... I don't... IMDB Metacritic Amazon Amber. Amazon IMDb Metacritic Amber. Okay. Because it matters so much. There was, amongst the three, there were three words that were different in one of them. All of them had the exact same wording, except for Metacritic, that added in this sequel. Okay, okay. They were identical. Yeah, wow. They got real lazy on this one. I'm not sure that's happened before. I don't think it has, no. No. I'm just, because it was so very boring, I am just mm-hmm. going to add that on Amazon, there are mm-hmm. three different versions of G.I. Joe Retaliation available for Prime Video. Uh, there's G.I. Joe Retaliation, like a, mm-hmm. there's G.I. Joe Retaliation 4K UHD, mm-hmm. and then there's G.I. Joe Retaliation Extended Cut. All three of these have different summaries. Really? And yet, the one for the original, like the G.I. Joe Retaliation No no Extenders, is is identical to... The other two. I am yeah. Jimmy and Metacritic. Metacritic. So like the 4K huh. UHD, the greatest American heroes are back, in quotations for some reason. Also a oh, star. Right. So it's 
the greatest American heroes are back with a star that's attached to nothing. And they've been set up to take the fall for a heinous crime they didn't commit. Roadblock, Dwayne Johnson, leads a team, including Channing Tatum and Bruce Willis, on this high-octane adventure. So that's not true. He actually doesn't no. lead. Channing Tatum no. is leading the team until he yeah, dies. He, and right. then Dwayne Johnson is. And also Bruce Willis isn't part of the team. He's just an old guy that they go he's, to see for guns. Yeah, he's just there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's mm. wildly different from yeah. the other one. And that's just because it's the 4K. And then with the extended cut, mm -hmm. you get, the Jews are back! All in caps. Okay. And they've been set up to take the fall for a heinous crime they didn't commit. That's similar. But then when all else fails, one option remains. Retaliation. Roadblock leads a new team on this high octane adventure. They're, wow. They're all pretty freaking different. Yeah. On the same platform for the same movie. I, sorry, I just, just thought yeah. that, that was amusing in such a yeah. boring, boring round of witches, 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 witch. I wonder why they spent their, um, you know, summary budget on different ones for every version of the movie. Why are there different? It's the same fucking movie. Well, maybe in the extended cut, there's more retaliation. Which is why so... it's all in caps. They yeah. are back. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Why are they? Why is... Why is this? So the beginning of that one is all in caps, and the beginning of the other one is in quotation marks. Uh huh. And a star with a little with a little asterisk that goes to nothing. And mm -hmm. the greatest was it to explain that they're not the greatest? Ooh, maybe it's because they're not supposed to be American heroes. They're supposed to be international heroes, and maybe that's the asterisk. Or it's because they're not technically the greatest. We're just saying they're the greatest. It's sort of. You know, when you get an herbal supplement and they say what it can do for you, and then there's an asterisk and it says, you know, we've never proven any of this. Right, right. Like, you'll fuck like a rock star and you'll live mm -hmm. forever, but we haven't proven that. But also, yeah, don't don't hold us to it. They're not the greatest or the most American heroes, okay? Any whoozles. Megan? Yes, Amber? What do the critics feel about this film? Yeah, they they liked it a little bit less than uh, Rise of Cobra. So for Rotten Tomatoes, it's 29 critics, 48 audience. I think it was a little bit higher on Metacritic. 41 mm. for critics, 53 for users. This was mm. so much better than the first one. It was so much better than the... None of the critics thought that, by Not the way. Not a single one of them did. Mm -mm. They all hated it more. And they thought it was just as ludicrous and, you know, stupider and blah, blah, blah. They either hated it more or they hated it as much for different mm -hmm. reasons. They were very clear that they hated it for different reasons, but they still hated it. And a lot of them use in their quotes, at least on Rotten Tomatoes, like, did you think a second G.I. Joe movie was a good idea? Like, like very much like referencing the first one and saying there was no point in making a second one or hopefully this is the last of them or what, what have you. Interesting. There were very different polls on Metacritic, even though I'm sure they're the same critics. They just took different different tacks. This was more... I mean, there, there were definitely a handful of positive reviews that said it was good popcorn, silly fun, good action. But a lot of the other polls talked about how usually The Rock can save a franchise like he did for The Fast and the Furious. This didn't work this time. Or even Bruce Willis couldn't bring this out of its doghouse. Or uh, they talked about Price, the guy who plays the president, saying that he mm -hmm. was... Seemed to be having a good time. Okay. Um, there was complaints about the action being perfunctory or soulless. Hmm. Uh, one one critic in particular said, 
this is nonstop action. And do we even really want nonstop action? Is that some, <laughs> we, do we actually want the action not to stop? So it kind of seemed like he was having an existential crisis while he was writing his review. Yeah, I've, I, I thought none of the things that the, the, the critics, for the most part, and I, I read on the um, Roger Ebert uh, uh, review website, it's actually written uh, by uh, Richard Roper, um, essentially felt exactly the opposite of how I felt about the movie. Um, and uh, uh, in terms of, of thinking it was uh, more complicated plot-wise than the first one, that the action wasn't as good, that, um, uh, yeah. And that that was not my feeling about this movie. No, no, I actually thought that while the story is still ridiculous, it's not nearly as convoluted and unnecessary as the first one. I actually thought the action, well, not the best I've ever seen, was Diverting, entertaining, and engaging. Uh, and they definitely went for, they took some big swings on some of the set pieces that they designed and they accomplished them fairly competently. And the characters, even though they would do backstory info dumps apropos of nothing in the weirdest moments, mm -hmm. I was still fine with them. Yeah. There were a couple, there was some good chemistry amongst some of the cast members um, there were some lines that I chuckled at, I think, or at least there were some instances where they did a little mini twist, uh, mm -hmm. in, in real time. And it was like, oh, okay, that's clever. I, I like what you did there. And also, and so based on that, already a superior film to the first one. I, I enjoyed yeah. watching it more. I hadn't actually ever seen this one before. Yeah. Also, we did not traumatize mm. a woman as a plot point for enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. That was also like... Just shot it up in the ranking for me. That, I mean, uh, just just lopping yeah. off that particular tumor really helped with my enjoyment. Mm -hmm. But it's also just at core a better action movie. Just actually a better action movie, and and I think that the plot is actually slightly simpler. Yes, I mean, there's some twisted, weird stuff to it, but like, of course, you know, but like, it's not as yeah, it's not I, as, I don't find as unnecessarily convoluted with bizarre offshoots, and it's not as hard to explain. It's yeah. silly and ridiculous. I mm -hmm. meant what I said. Nuclear disarmament and then bombardment with space rods. That's the yeah. plan. But it's also, it's a fucking Cobra Command. They're not gonna hold the world hostage with a bioweapon. Or actually, I guess they kind of did that with nanites. But it, Cobra Command is gonna do something ludicrous. They're yeah. ridiculous. That's the thing. They're supervillains without superpowers. So mm -hmm. obviously it's going to be silly. Yeah. Uh, the one other thing they mentioned a lot in the blurbs that, that Metacritic pulled was that it was like gun fetishization and kind oh, of militaristic zeal. Like the, the AV Club from Scott Tobias mentions that. But a bunch of other people said, is, oh, it's all about advertising for big guns and guns and hardware and guns. Everybody loves guns. And weirdly, I didn't feel... I didn't feel that in, in this, I mean, certainly not more than the last one. I'd, not really. They definitely used guns. And mm -hmm. there was that one scene in Bruce Willis's house, and we'll talk about it, but that that felt more comedic than fetishized yeah. because it was hyperbole. It was taken right. to a comedic right. extreme. So it, it was interesting. My read was so different from theirs, not just from an enjoyment standpoint, but from the things that they felt were so salient and so unpleasant just didn't register with me. 
And also a woman wasn't traumatized for men's entertainment or plot points. Also, can we reiterate the fact that uh, they left that out, which was just completely lovely. Again, by left it out, just removed it. We didn't talk about that character. Channing Tatum's character still exists. Duke still around. Mm-hmm. But what what's her face? I don't even remember who Anna was because we're not going to mention her. I assume she's rotting away in prison for things she couldn't control herself having done because her body yeah. was being controlled by her brother and a bunch of other men to do whatever they wanted it to do. But she's definitely still on the hook for those murders. Yeah, yeah. And and Cobra Commander is now over his uh, his uh, mind uh, uh, controlling Ugh, desires. Megan. So. Nanomites were so last season. Now we're on to space rods, baby. Yeah. Good point. All right. So I I disagree. I I don't think this was a great movie, but I think it was maybe in comparison to the first one. It's it's a little bit better for me. I I probably wouldn't on its own give it a solid in the 50s. This is kind of silly, fun, entertaining. But I would rewatch this movie at some point. I would, you know, yeah, and I don't, I don't know that I would say that for the first GI Joe one. No, I'm good on that one. Yeah. All right, critics wrong again. Sorry. Yeah. Wow, mm. how are you so bad at this? This is not that hard. No, it's not. I feel like we do a great job. But let's talk too much about this movie in a confusing way, Megan. Perfect. Let's do it. So, Amber, we've got the Rock in this movie. You've got Channing. Channing. Oh boy, Amber, we've got the Rock in this movie. We've got Channing Tatum. From the first movie, they got a, a, a select few people to carry over from the first GI Joe to the second one. I mean, um, not 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 Dwayne Johnson. No, sorry, new. sorry, just just J- Channing Tatum. Um, well, not just but, Channing Tatum. We we got a few people coming back from the from the first one. We have so Ch- Channing Tatum's Duke is back. We have uh, Snake Eyes Ray Park is back. Mm-hmm. You could put anybody yes. in that suit. You have Jonathan Price, the president, is back, mm-hmm. and of course, your favorite and mine. Storm Shadow, Lee Byung-hun is back. I, the one that they for sure killed last one? The last one time. that was unimpeachably dead. Yeah, yeah. I saw him double stabbed in the chest. Mm-hmm. And then I saw his body fall into Arctic ocean water mm-hmm. in an underground lab that was flooding and then exploded. Yeah. Moments after his body fell. Yeah, in fact, in our last podcast, we actually said that, like, it was kind of weird that the one person who died was this this person of color. Oh, I guess he's not dead. No, we're not even going to attempt to explain. We don't talk about it at all. We don't care. So there's a lot in this movie that feels like they just decided to retcon. I, and, and I have read that this movie was almost a soft reboot of G.I. Joe. They didn't call it G.I. Joe 2. They called it The Rise of Cobra. Like, the, I think that, like, even though there was those folks that came back, they didn't mention much from the last movie. There's, you know, Jonathan Price's character carrying over as president. Um, but... Uh, uh, as a pop point that he's he's a, a cobra commander uh um you know i don't are you trying to say that he, jonathan that the president is actually zartan yes the, the president is actually zartan is like the one thing they carried over from the first the, movie the nanomite infused zartan mm-hmm. master of disguise who has taken over the president's place and is up to some shenanigans yes that's the, that's the that's the thing amber indeed hmm in any case, you start this movie, 
with uh, a delightful interaction between Channing Tatum and uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We have Duke and Roadblock. Duke and Roadblock, yep. Roadblock is our and... new our new character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we've forgotten again about Marlon Wayans. We've forgotten about... Uh, we do not mention Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans is gone, people. Don't even worry Scarlet's about what's-his-face. gone. Sp- yep. Scarlet went to have babies with Marlon Wayans, okay? good. Because she learned about love, them. and she doesn't want to be a soldier anymore. She wants to be a woman. And, and Dennis Quaid's also gone. Duke is now in charge. He's the captain. I'm sorry. The, the new guy? The new guy is in charge of everything? Mm-hmm. That's, that's correct. Excellent. And so how is he dealing with this threat of nanomites now that they've been unleashed on the world? They can mind control people. They can eat oh. metal. They can make your no, 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 face no, no, move. No. What's, Andrew, what are they going to no, do no, about no, this? No, this no, is the nano, like pan, nanomite Pandora's wars are box. over. It's so, over. Wait, what, the nanomite wars mm-hmm. are over. Yeah. They just fleetingly uh, uh, reference the fact that they're over. So we're not going to talk about them, essentially, seem to be the... So we just put I mean, a put a period in nanomites and I, moved on, I guess, and also yeah, put Duke I mean, in charge, and also yeah, I mean, and I, also put Storm Shadow back on the board. This all this happens also, in the intro, yes. Yeah, absolutely. The voiceover yeah, with, like, intro says, "Fuck nanomites." One, mm-hmm. Storm Shadow alive, Cobra, Cobra Commander still in prison. Don't worry about mm-hmm. that with Destro. Also, Duke, remember him in charge. Yeah. That's all yep. you need to know about that first movie, people. We have yeah. changed the board. Anyone we didn't mention, don't expect to see them. Don't don't think about them. Anyone yeah. we did mention, don't worry about what happened to them in that first movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. That is our intro. It's actually kind of great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can I can suspend disbelief on that case. Like we can do a soft reboot. I don't care. Why not? Yeah. Um, but one of the one of the delightful things about this movie is the these uh, Duke roadblock interactions. Like you've got the first part of the movie, like them just like buddying around um, and and uh, playing video games, uh, playing with the Rock's uh, children. I guess uh, Roadblock's children. Uh, yeah, it's adorable. I liked it. I did not know until this movie that there was a. Channing Tatum, Dwayne Johnson buddy movie that I wanted to see and now mm-hmm. never can. Not because yeah. it's impossible that those two would be put into a movie together again, but because I needed to see early days Dwayne Johnson was he, when he was still having fun and he yeah. was still hungry for it with Channing Tatum. Any days Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum still seems like he's having fun. I'm not worried still about seems him. seems to be the case, yeah. It's the feeling I got from watching these was very similar to say you took... The chemistry of Sean William Scott and Dwayne Johnson in mm-hmm. the rundown. Yeah. And transplanted it into the A team. Yeah. Is is yeah. that like that's movie. the vibe it was serving me. Like mm-hmm. good, silly, buddy, comfort, family. Yeah. Jibs and jibes in between action and and silliness and ridiculousness. And mm-hmm. it, it, that scene of them playing video games on the couch after they did some action and then suddenly we're in Roadblock's house with his cute family and he and Duke are playing a video game. And <laughs> it's mm-hmm. f- fucking fantastic because Duke is clearly great at being a sh- soldier, terrible at playing a video game soldier. Very bad. And so you just have Roadblock sitting there like, I'm bleeding out, man. I'm, I'm bleeding out. Can you? You're not going to res me. You're just, I'm bleeding out right next to you. And it just shows Duke's character just spinning in a circle just, as he's like, wait, can I call in an airdrop? Do, what does this button do? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Just- yeah. He's clearly just has his hand like moving the 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 left trigger like <laughs> in a circle, and yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just it's 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 delightful, and it makes me yeah. so sad that back in the 2010s, this movie didn't happen because Duke is almost yeah. immediately killed. Yeah, yeah, they keep him in as long as they can. They use as much footage as I'm sure they had. Uh, yeah, and then the, the re- retaliation that they have to do. This one's retaliation. I think I said this that one is retaliation. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it's hard to it's hard to keep track. Because, I mean, like they both include C- Cobra Commander. I mean, the rise of Cobra ends with Cobra Commander in jail. Mm-hmm. Retaliation ends up with Cobra Commander going off to do his thing, like, mm-hmm. and they're and whatever. Anywho, um, the thing that they are retaliating uh, is uh, not uh, yeah Duke's death plus every other Joe, I guess, was on that battlefield, and uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. Zartan, the not president, mm-hmm. orders the Joes to go into Pakistan to steal some nuclear warheads because Mm -hmm. somebody has assassinated the Pakistani president and unrest has unfolded and they're worried someone will come and steal the nukes so they're going to secure them. Mm -hmm. Super legal, I'm sure. Not at all a terrible international incident. Definitely definitely doesn't really explain why this movie was banned in Pakistan. Because they just blithely assassinated the president of the fucking country. And and then, like... You're saying that, like, and it's not even clear that the people who have the, the, like, they're securing the nukes from presumably at least former military folks. Or terrorists or or private groups. It doesn't matter. It's basically. It doesn't matter. They they go in guns blazing because, you know, that's what they do. Because you can't, you can't just let those nukes just, just flop about. And of course, if if a president is assassinated in a foreign country, it's just anarchy, you know? It's just fucking yeah. anarchy and the US has to go in and fix that shit. Yeah. So, or at least take their weapon, takes their take the ball and go home. Mm-hmm. So the the plot of this is you, they go on that mission, it's super successful, and then while they're in the desert waiting to transfer these nukes, all of a sudden some helicopters come in and just annihilate every G.I. Joe in existence. Don't worry about the pit from the first movie. We didn't fucking mention it in the intro, so it doesn't fucking exist. Did I not tell exist. you that anything I didn't mention in the intro doesn't exist? Why are you asking mm-hmm. me about it? Every G.I. Joe in existence, other than Snake Eyes, who they mention isn't with them for some reason, is exploded in this desert. Because it needed every single Joe to do this mission. Yes. We, we Last we heard, there were hundreds of Joes. Because, like, that's what uh, uh, Dennis Quaid said about the, I don't know, the aircraft or whatever. Uh, did I mention movie. Dennis Quaid in the intro? No, you didn't. Nor did you mention hundreds of Joes. Thank you. Sorry. So only Roadblock, Jay, mm-hmm. played by Adrian Palicki, and Flint, played by DJ Katrona, mm-hmm. survive. They jump into a well, they hold their breath, and they wait for things to pass. Every other Joe is murdered. So yep. you, now there are no G.I. Joes on the board except for these three, and then Snake Eyes is in the wind. And right. not President Zartan is like, hey, guess what? G.I. Joes, they assassinated the Pakistani president and stole these nuclear warheads, so we had to eliminate them. Right. Sorry, guys. And you know what? Now that I think about it, nuclear weapons are, they're bad. And I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think anyone should have them. So I'm going to host yeah. a summit of all the world powers that hold nuclear weapons, and we're all going to get together here in the U.S. And we're going to 
We're going to figure out disarmament. That's what we're going to do. Gosh, Amber, that sounds like a good thing. I'm on board. It's yeah. weird. It's weird that not President Evil Zartan is uh, yeah, yeah, doing the doing the good stuff. He he even throws in, I think, at this point, maybe the fact that um, the folks that eliminated the Joes, uh, who were turncoats, um, was Cobra, and so kind of in yeah, kind of starting to bring Cobra in as a um, as the good guys. Apparently, weirdly, yes, yes. So it, it, Cobra Commander, as well as Destro, they're in a super secret German prison for supervillains. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. they're just dudes. One has a shiny face and one yeah. has, well, you know, kind of a, an injured face. Yeah, I guess they both have injured faces by the time. They both are injured face men. Anyway, yeah. But they're not actual yes. supervillains. They cannot fly. No. They don't have super strength. No. They don't have magical powers. And yet inexplicably in this secret underground by so many thousands of feet it's actually an international space mm-hmm. it's not actually in germany it's so far beneath germany it's nowhere yeah it's not yeah mm-hmm. they have them suspended in tanks and pumped full of a synthetic sleep paralysis drug that simulates rem sleep where your body can't move but your eyes mm-hmm. and your heart are still active yeah yeah Be- yes Kind of like a sleep paralysis kind of thing. And they're suspended in water tanks. Mm -hmm. They are just men. Yeah. They're human men. You did a lot. You did a lot too. I mean, like, and and maybe they're evil geniuses. And so maybe you feel like if you let them, like, have access to living a normal life. Motor skills. Motor skills. Yeah, I can genius my way out of some bars and up yeah. a few miles above the surface. I can sure. genius my way past some guns. I don't know, Amber. Yeah, with some I toiletries and a, yeah. and a jumpsuit. Yeah. My brain is my weapon. Well, uh, so we're introduced to the this uh, this compound um, by the warden, who's played by... None other than Walton Goggins. Ah, oh, I love me some Walton Goggins. Boyd Crowder forever. Boyd Crowder, yep. Fantastic. Except for those last few seasons. Not those ones, but the, the, the seasons before ones. that, yeah. Yes, very good. And um, who is just, he's hes hes just happy to be a warden, Amber. Like, and he's, he seems like he's, I mean, obviously he's doing a lot of explaining. Two, by the way, Snake Eyes, who has been captured what? for the murder of the Pakistani president. <gasps> yeah. Snake Eyes, why? Wait, why did you kill the Pakistani president? And then also, how did you get captured if you're supposed to be such a super ninja? I, I don't care about any of that. I'm just so glad there are no lips on your face mask. Oh, my God. They got rid of that. And oh, boy, good choice. That was haunting. It still yeah, haunts it was, me. I mean, if you want to like actually compare the two movies, like th- that alone makes it... <laughs> Lips. Additional no steps. Lips. Yeah. Gimp suit for sex. Mm-hmm. Outfit. Kind of cool. Outfit. Yeah. Anywho. So uh, uh, he's, you know, I mean, and like, obviously he's being a little bit hubrisful by by kind of like just explaining how all this shit works and stuff. But like, he's he runs so a tight excited. ship. He's so happy about it. He's, he's excited about like. Two like, prisoners <laughs> in there. So he's only gotten to do this spiel maybe twice. Yeah. The Snake Eyes is going to be his third. He's pretty, I mean, how often does he get to show off his toys? It's true. And he's just like, and like, he's also like, 
as respectfully as you can shove somebody into a water tank and uh, load them full of chemicals that will have them be in perpetual sleep paralysis, he's being considerate and, you know, civil. Um, He's not doing that alpha male, you know, lording over the person's like, I have power because I'm a prison warden, so I'm going to lord it over you and feel like a big man. Right, or, you know, like, you're defenseless, so I'm going to get my licks in, and, and uh, anyhow, and, you know, and he's got to go into a room now, this room, this room is amazing, because guess what? This room is the one that, uh, you know, if it wasn't, like, we're so close to the Earth's core, we would be burning up if it weren't for these huge, like, uh, cooling systems. And it's a, a balmy 68 degrees. Ooh, you almost need a jacket. And he goes on to the next room. It's, it's been, gr- like, it's- he's... It's so fucking Chekhov's cooling tanks. Like all yeah. of it is just True. is just fucking info dump for what happens next. But he's yeah. selling it so hard. I don't care. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Walton Goggins. I don't. I don't know of many actors who could have sold it like that. To me personally, right? Like, yeah. this is hitting the the Megan Amber sweet point of mm. like, like delightful villain yes you know but he's not a yeah. villain he's actually he's not too much i mean he's a warden so he's part of the prison industrial complex and so doesn't mean he's, <laughs> he's the warden of a though. secret black site supervillain prison <laughs> yeah, no. not probably not like uh, m- morally that's a pretty gray area um but <laughs> but he doesn't act like you're right he's not like actively being a villain i mean yeah. The the people he's imprisoning did attempt to completely destabilize the world so that they could rule it. And the the guy who's joining them, I mean, used to be a good guy and then assassinated a president. So that's it's not great. It's um, not great. Him I would but- believe. Snake Eyes I would believe needs to be in supervillain prison. He's not Yes, he, again, he he's not a yeah. superhero, but he is a ninja. Yeah. Yeah. In the sense of the way the West thinks about ninjas. So basically, we just give them superpowers. Yeah. But so, Amber, okay, you said that there's no lips on, on this Snake Eyes suit. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because no. that... No, don't you do it. No, no, no. I was going to say that implies that he was wearing his helmet. Oh, sorry. As they were bringing him into this facility. They'd caught Oof. him like a while back and left his whole outfit on. Sorry, I was just, I was worried you were going to backdoor some snake facts in there. Yeah, no, they definitely left on his whole outfit after arresting him and bringing him to who knows where they found him. I assume not in Germany. Just the entire trip, Snake Eyes mask. I can see your computer screen in your glasses. I can see that it just changed. And so I know what you're about to do to me. Just do it. Snake facts. Learn about Mm -hmm. the snakes. Okay, this is going to be just real quick. It was uh, a couple weeks ago. We were talking in Anaconda about like the biggest, like I listed for you, the biggest snakes. There's a new record-breaking Burmese python that was captured in Florida. Are you ready for this, Amber? I mean, it's Florida, you- so no, I'm never ready for what comes out of Florida. Mm-hmm. The previous record was an 85-pound um, Burmese uh, python. That's a lot of python. This one was... 215 pounds and 18 feet long. The fuck, Florida? Jesus. Yeah. What? You, what? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and and uh, as you already know, probably, or, or suspect that, like, 
the Burmese python is an invasive species to Florida. It's because people get these Burmese python as pets and then are said, I'm done with them, chuck them out into the wild and let them go. And And they they thrive. Yeah, they create fucking havoc because like... They're eating everything. They eat everything. They can eat large deer. Just... Yeah. Just think about that. Deer. Think deer. Think about think about a snake eating mm-hmm. a deer. Think about what that looks like. It's a lot of folding, I imagine. Yeah. She also had 122 developing eggs in her abdomen. So I guess when we talk about how big a snake could get if we left them alone, what we really mm-hmm. mean is if we left them alone in Florida. If we left them in Florida... I- Honestly, if you if you change uh, uh, where you're taking and where, where you're placing the movie Anaconda, if you put it in Florida, I'm actually I'm I'm actually okay with the <laughs> huge fucking ton snake. Oh, it gets so much scarier if you put Anaconda in Florida. Yeah. all rules all rules are off in Florida. Yes, ma'am. All right, that was your snake facts. Learn about some snakes. Oh dear. Thank you. That so, is not at all a momentum killer. You. That's great. Yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, I'm aware. So, so they left Snake Eyes's helmet on. Yeah, they did. And uh, this is when sorry, Warden Nigel James is is mm. the name of Walton Goggins' warden. Uh, warden Nigel James removes his helmet because he's like, let's see that pretty face. It's not even well. A, I don't know how they would know it's not Snake Eyes because no one knows what anybody Snake ever. Eyes looks like. But they yeah. do know. But they do know what Storm Shadow what's... looks like. Yes, they do, and it is Storm Shadow. <laughs> Thank goodness it was someone who wasn't Snake Eyes that they know who he was. Right, it was a yeah. recognizable person. So, oh, not Snake Eyes. Plus, I've seen you two in the spoke. same place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He also spoke, and at first I was like, "What did they do?" And then, um, no, it was Storm Shadow. Storm Snake Eyes Shadow doesn't speak. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So Storm Shadow's there to bust Cobra Commander out. You, you, you might ask yourself, why not also Destro? Because because they didn't get the, that guy to uh, sign up for the second movie. So you know what I think about it? They wouldn't have even had to because at the end of that movie, they turn his face into a shiny into metal it. helmet. So they put, could have put CGI metal face on That's any true. actor. That, that is true, which is what they did for Cobra Commander because they did not bring, or or I should say, JGL did not decide to come back. Yeah, no, he immediately puts on a mask. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do not we do not see that actor's face. He's yeah. just Cobra Commander from then on out. Yeah. So Storm Shadow does an excellent job of uh, stopping his heart with his mind and then mm-hmm. restarting it and then killing everything and then busting out. Again, just Cobra Commander, not Destro, because Cobra Commander says, right. you're out of the club, and they walk away. Uh, also, they have a man on the outside helping. Um, That's Firefly, right? Firefly. He sends in his boom, boom, Fireflies, as well as he's riding a motorcycle as he approaches mm-hmm. the entrance to the super secret prison. And then yep. he start, He opens a parachute, and he gets flung off the motorcycle, but then the motorcycle disassembles itself and becomes a bunch of different rockets that then... Become explosives and rocket towards the building. Fucking ridiculous. Visually very entertaining. Very, very entertaining. He was just riding. I mean, like, he's riding glad he didn't hit any explosives. <sighs> yeah, he, he was riding all explosives, and I'm glad he didn't hit a pothole because that would have blown him the hell up. I mean, I guess he is the boom boom expert, so. So. If anyone yeah. was going to do this, it, it would be Firefly, played by Ray Stevenson. Yes, yes. So this is a pretty um. thorough prison break. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Warden Nigel and his team are, are fairly outmatched. However, mm-hmm. Warden Nigel gets some good moves in there before he eats it. He does. And, and he doesn't, again, he doesn't do the thing. Usually, like, in these kinds of scenes, the reason that the bad guy, or sometimes the good guys that have been imprisoned, get out is because the warden is just being so, you know, uh, boastful and overconfident, and so he does something stupid. You can't you can't blame Nigel for the fact that Storm Shadow can stop his heart from beating. Nope. That's not really in the playbook. That's not fair. No. Yeah, and it's it's and after his team is slaughtered, Warden Nigel's kind of hiding. And you get that, oh, you know, the big powerful warden's going to hide and, you know, get killed. And Storm Shadow is ripped through everybody else, has inexplicably become shirtless. Mm-hmm. I, if you work on your torso that much, why not, if you're into it? I mean, yeah. Hell, hell yeah, Lee Byung-hun. That's beautiful work. Sure. Good job. And you think, oh, shit, what's he going to do? He's, he's just going to die. And then he grabs a defibrillator and shocks the water that Storm Shadow yeah. is standing in. And then runs out of the room, closes the door, gets his guys. He's like, okay, anything that comes through that door, shoot it. He doesn't know that Firefly's out there with his exploding motorcycle and his yeah. freaking dirty mine marbles. And so yeah. they just get blown up from behind. But oh, he's got a little life left in him as Cobra Commander walks out with Storm Shadow. And so he mm-hmm. raises a gun and shoots Chekhov's cooling tanks so that there's a big fiery explosion and it hurts yes, Storm Shadow, does. but it doesn't kill him. And yeah. so is it, you know, nice job, Warden Nigel. Yeah. I don't know why your character was so competent and good yeah. and sh- like charismatic, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. you were played it. by Walton Goggins, <laughs> most, most likely. It was completely unnecessary. He, he dies yeah. in that scene. Yeah. He doesn't oh, actually yeah. accomplish anything. Yeah. Other than, oh wait, that's not fair. It explains. Mm-hmm. Why Storm Shadow does not then immediately go with Cobra Commander and Firefly to right. hook up with Zartan and enact the rest of their plan. Storm right. Shadow is now injured, so he has to go to a secret mountain retreat to heal. Which is uh, why, essentially from this point on, we have two separate movies happening. We've got the uh, roadblock, uh, Lady J, uh, uh contingent and then we've got the real snake eyes and jinx um who's the as you mentioned before the ninja from the uh <laughs> random affiliation um who's pl- played by Elodie young who is um also electra in the daredevil uh, uh series indeed she is yeah we and, we have yeah. the, the the remaining gi joes so jade roadblock and flint Snake Eyes is also a G.I. Joe, but Snake Eyes is also also part of the Reisha Kage, a group of ninjas. We learned that in right. the first movie. We didn't know their name, but we know they existed. Right. And we know that Storm Shadow killed their master. So... the What was the master's name, Amber? Please don't make me say it. Amber, what? But I just want to know which master you're speaking of. He killed the hard master. The hard master. His name was the hard master. And they say it they say it so much more than you'd think you would say the name of someone if their name is the hard master. The hard master, yeah. Yeah. So we, we get a little bit more backstory from Snake Eyes is training with Jinx. Mm-hmm. And Riza, the blind master, is there. Mm-hmm. explaining everything. Snake Eyes doesn't talk, and we don't let Jinx right, talk so that need- much. So we just have Riza saying, hey, I know that Jinx 
cousin of Storm Shadow, you don't trust her because you worry about her affiliations, but she definitely wants to bring Storm Shadow to justice for killing the Hard Master too. And so here's a sword that you can bring Storm Shadow to justice so you can go to the place and get him and bring him to justice. So you got to bring him back alive. You don't mm-hmm. use a sword to bring someone back alive, whatever. And then it'll be good. But also we need him to tell us what Cobra Commander's plans are. So we need information from him but also he needs to be brought to justice so jinx and snake eyes you're going on a ninja mission to the mountains and then the other gi joes are doing soldier stuff in the u.s Mm -hmm. yep two movies and honest and honestly i'm not mad at it no it's fine it's it's fine i i am happy to go between the two Mm -hmm. they're both ridiculous absolutely 100 percent they're there's an amazing uh, cliff fight in the Snake Eyes Jinx movie that, um, you know, took like two months to film, it obviously. And like, um, like just repelling, repe- repelling off of the cliff sword fights on the cliff sideways things. It's just, uh, you know, grappling hook guns and like, yeah. Um, yeah, that that zip lines. Yeah, it's delightful. That it's monastery delightful. mountain scene mm-hmm. escalates. You, you, it's the slow climb of Snake Eyes and Jinx up the mountain to this secret place. Snake Eyes is completely healed by the time they get there mm-hmm. and ready yeah. to go. But then they show up. There is a fight between Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow that goes from Storm Shadow throwing uh, stars, mm-hmm. shuriken at him, and Snake Eyes is shooting them out of the yep. air. And then they both pull size out of nowhere. They, they, uh, yeah. they both have swords on their backs, but they pull size. Mm-hmm. And then they have a it's side not time fight. for the swords yet, Amber. And then it just becomes a, a hand-to-hand fight. And then Jinx is off somewhere, beating up an old lady healer. And then yep. she comes in and gasses Storm Shadow, who then is put in a body bag and just zip lines down the mountain. Yeah. Fantastic. And yeah. then, yeah, they're, they're, Jinx and, and Snake Eyes are chased by a bunch of red-dressed... So you can tell the difference between them, red-dressed ninjas mm-hmm. with swords, and they're all repelling and jumping. And it's it's, it's pretty fantastic, if, or fantastical, and yeah. entertaining, and, and good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go on for too, too long. It's ridiculous enough without being CGI silliness overboard. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. 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 And at the same time, Jay Roadblock and Flint are... <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> you remember how after all the Joes are blown up and then they inexplicably, despite the fact that they're supposed to be dead and also hiding from the U.S. government, make it back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And then Roadblock takes them to the hood mm-hmm. where the, where I guess he grew up. And we get this this info dump of his backstory for no yeah. reason. No, no reason. reason. Roadblock. Doesn't come into play. Just like, nope. I grew up here. I was in foster homes. I had a life expectancy of 13 and I was 14 and kids just beat me up until I got big. And then when I got big, I beat them up. And then when the Joes came to the hood recruiting, I signed up because I wanted to be a soldier and fight on the ground for my country. Oh, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with anything that happened before sure or after. It's just happening to us. And then after that, they're like, okay, what are we going to do? Well, I'm going to try and figure out what's going on because the only one who could have ordered that strike against us was the president. So I'm going to investigate that. And they're like, well, Jay, hold on. How are you going to keep them from tracing us? And she's like, don't worry. I'm going to cyber blast out. Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't even remember what she said after cyber blast, but 
it distracted me enough that I couldn't pay attention because she's going to go cyber blast some shit. She's going to cyber blast it, Amber. Don't you worry. Jay has some cyber blasting to do. Don't worry mm-hmm. your pretty little head about it. Flint and roadblock boy soldiers. Jay has got yep. the cyber blasting on lock. She also mm-hmm. cyber blasts some footage of the president to determine that he is talking yes. differently and use, holding his hands differently. It was actually pretty mm-hmm. smart. That was, yeah. that was neat. Seems, yeah. Some good detective work. Some good detective work. They talk about how, you know, people use filler words like like or you know. And suddenly the president went from using, you know, a handful of filler words to a handful of different filler words. And it's, yeah. oh, it's like a fingerprint. Mm-hmm. Cyber blasted. Cyber blasted. She cyber blasted the shit out of that. Yeah. And then they have to go to Bruce Willis's house. Yeah. So the original G.I. Joe is Bruce Willis. I guess. Obviously. But everyone knows that. <laughs> Mm-hmm, yep. Uh, General Joe Colton. Uh, uh, and this is a, 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 a... See, here's where, Amber, I feel like... Did the critics miss this scene? Because this scene is ridiculous. Like, they go into his... Into uh, uh, General Colton's house. General Colton, like, like silently drops from the ceiling on top of them and they like have a whole talk but then convince him to help at some point and he goes through and and says okay let's get all like uh uh, geared up and so uh just every single uh um drawer and cabinet in his house is filled with grenades and guns and knives and swords and general Patton's gun it escalates so beautifully it's the christian mm-hmm. shawl is a horse finding guns in somebody's house it, it starts with the range that he yes. lifts up and oh there's guns in the range and then he mm-hmm. pulls over the cupboards that are only two inches deep and, it, yeah. and he pulls back the actual shelving filled with guns and mm-hmm. then he pulls out the, uh, fucking grenades from the fruit basket and then he goes into another room and just points at two cupboards and Flint and Jay open them up, and there's there's no attempt to hide these. You just open the cupboards. They're filled with guns. Those ones are, are open. But then we wind up in the bedroom, and he types a code into the thermostat, and then out of the closet comes yet more guns. It, it's, yeah. it's hyperbolic to the point of being hilarious. Yeah, I... I was getting annoyed until the fruit bowl thing as and the, my first reaction was like what if a kid and i was like oh no this is this is okay no they're just i find this funny we're again. just being okay. silly this is yeah it i i it didn't seem fetishistic it just seemed comedic <laughs> yeah it just was a ridiculous thing that they were doing yeah All right so now you've got guns and also a tank because uh he also has a tank in his garage and uh, now they just need to get close to Zartan, the not president. Mm-hmm. So they grab one of his aides and give him some, I believe it was called something like aminobarbital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An amazing drug, Megan. What this thing mm-hmm. does is it is a paralytic sedative that creates amnesia. So once mm-hmm. you inject somebody, you've got five minutes and then mm-hmm. after that, they will fall unconscious, and when they wake up, they won't remember anything that happened. Okay, I still contend that no such drug uh, exists, and they lied to this guy, and The Rock was just going to punch him real hard in the head and hope he forgot what happened. But force trauma could also possibly be helpful in this. Mm-hmm. It's, it, sure, maybe they just gave him a sedative so he wouldn't have to feel the blunt force trauma to his cerebral mm-hmm. cortex. Yeah. Either way, huh. it, it's what it allows them to do is grab a dude... Mm-hmm. get information from him while holding a gun on him 
and then suffer no repercussions for it, as well as having the guy not even know he gave up the information and also be more willing to give up the information because he won't feel guilty about having committed the betrayal because he won't even remember it, which is something Roadblock says to the man. Like, don't Mm -hmm. worry, you won't even have to feel bad about ratting out the president. You won't remember doing it. That's that's kind of neat. If somebody kind of gave you carte blanche gunpoint, okay, I'm going to need you to do a bad thing. But you're mm-hmm. not going to remember having done it. You're not going to remember ever doing it, hmm. so don't you even worry about it. That's, is that freeing, or should I feel bad that that feels freeing? Because I will have still done the thing, but if I don't remember, I don't have to feel the... Hmm. And I guess, you know, we already don't feel too bad for this guy, because he was taken in by a woman who was out jogging with groceries. Yeah, sure. But she had a nice ass. Mm-hmm. So he went over to help her with her jogging groceries. Yeah. Obviously. After after hanging up on his wife, Megan. Mm-hmm. Kind of a weasel, this one. Yeah, that's why you don't feel bad. So, Amber, this all winds up with um, um, the... We learn, A, that Storm Shadow did not kill the Hard Master. That it was Zartan all along who killed the Hard Master. Don't worry about it, Amber. Well, it's just a thing that happens. So, you, you're suggesting that there is some sort of redemption arc for Storm Shadow in this? Uh, you know... Kind of. You know, the guy in the last movie who killed so many people. Just mercilessly and with great zeal, yes. Yeah. So we sort of retconned a bit of Storm Shadow for this. It's a little hard to, uh, it's a pill hard to swallow. You know, he, he, um... He never told anybody he didn't kill the hard bastard. He just kind of ran away. And he was a child and he ran into the arms of of Zoltan, who Zartan, Zartan. who um who uh, kind of, you know, raised him to be a ruthless killer. So he's got a little bit of like, you know, there's reasons for his but yeah, no, he definitely um he did a lot of murdering in the last movie. Yeah, but Megan, his friends and the people who trained him just assumed he'd done it because he was so angry all the time and tried to kill a boy that time with his bare hands because the boy was hungry. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Why did everybody think the worst of him? Why did we jump to conclusions? Anywho, it it means that he's totally willing to betray Cobra Commander so that he can get Mm -hmm. after Zartan, and it gives us a chance to see Jinx and Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow all fight together. Which is delightful. I do I do very much enjoy that, and I'm happy about it. And then when it's over, Storm Shadow gives Snake Eyes the stink eyes because he didn't believe that he didn't kill the Hard Master. Right. It, like, it seems like he... Yeah, Storm Shadow seems like he feels like he has a lot of, like... Uh, uh, you know, he feels like he should feel uh, betrayed because they didn't believe that he didn't kill the Hard Master. I agree with him. But you totally you on did- his side. But you did kill all those hundreds of people afterwards. Yeah, but he's so pretty, and he fights mm. so good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, Amber, here we go. Here's the last kind of big scene that happens where, oh boy, we've got Zartan as the not president mm-hmm. at their uh, uh, nuclear summit mm-hmm. with the other um, countries who have nuclear weapons. And the way that not president plays this is he asks everybody to just go ahead and disarm their nuclear weapons. Everybody says, no, we're not going to do that. We'll agree to like 50% reduction in like X years. 
And he says, that's not good enough. In fact, if you don't agree to this now, I'm going to launch all my nuclear weapons at all of you. And then he does. Oh, and then he does. And then they all do. Well, yeah. But first they say, history will remember that you're the one who forced us to do this. And then they all hit the launch button. There's going to be no history, motherfuckers. There's no history. You all That's launched all of your nuclear weapons. And now you're just staring at each other. Yeah. Cool. So... Uh, uh, so then Zartan turns around and says, okay, well, I'll be the bigger person and I'll just hit the self-destruct on all of my nukes that are in the air right now. And I'll do it right now and you all should do it too. And so he does. And then they do. So and then they do. all of the world's nuclear arsenal was just uh-huh. launched and yeah. then exploded. Sure. In the Earth's atmosphere. Yeah, that's bad but Megan, and I did, they didn't blow up on the ground so that's yeah that fixes yeah, everything I, no so it does fix some things i did so much research about this and i'm only going to share a tiny bit of it with you dear nuke listeners. facts learning about <laughs> <some> nukes <laughs> which is that there is a big uh, uh one of the things about nuclear fallout is like the the bomb hits the ground and the explosion part knocks up all this dust and dirt and the uh, uh, radioactive particles cling to the dirt and then that's why like it it the nuclear material falls down onto the earth and causes such a problem for such a long time. If you explode them in the atmosphere, uh, the radiation just stays in the atmosphere for the most part, um, and you get these bands of radiation in the atmosphere. Not a good thing. Yeah, that doesn't sound all- great. But doesn't isn't as bad as like potential mild global effects versus devastating local effects. Right, right. But then the thing that but we don't then, think about with nuclear explosions, Megan, is the yeah. EMP part of them. Yeah, they're essentially an EMP that in 1962, our government did this thing. They blew up a nuclear weapon wait, 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 like, wait. really high up. The U.S. government what? was just fucking around with nukes? Was it for science, Megan? It was technically for science. Was it? Was it for science? I mean, or was they it wanted for to play around. PR? <laughs> yeah, well, they did it twice. There's a couple different times they did it, Amber. The first time that they did it... In 62. No, this was the second time. First time was in... Oh, boy. I'm sorry, listeners. This is going to go long. Okay. In 57, they actually had Air Force volunteers, five Air Force volunteers and a photographer, stand beneath where they were... uh, uh, (laughs) exploded a two-kiloton nuclear weapon, like, I can't remember, (sighs) 80,000 feet above them. And, like, these people just stood there and, like, looked at it. And then that, the idea, like you said, was PR to show, like, hey, it's not bad if these things go up in the air, like, ex- you know, in the ionosphere. Don't worry about it. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. So a couple things about that. One, you explode something that high above people. It doesn't matter that you're directly underneath the explosion, like, it's so high up that that's going to, like, the wind currents and the air and the blah, blah, blah. That radiation is for everyone. <laughs> and that was in Nevada. And, like, the government ended up paying, like, uh, in different settlements over, must have been over a billion dollars to people, 
living near these um, test sites in Nevada because guess what, Amber? They all got cancer. <laughs> what? Again, not immediate, but like eventual. And then in 1962, they did another one and they did this huge one in the atmosphere and what it did they did it like 800 miles away from hawaii and guess what amber <laughs> they blew up like six over six satellites and they caused uh, uh street lights to go out radio to go out power to go out um in hawaii so to be clear they didn't actually hit any of these things with the explosions. The satellites, the phones, yeah, the no, streetlights, no. those were all knocked out by the EMP that happened. It was over 800 miles away. Yes, Amber. After yes. the nuclear detonation. Yes. So now imagine the technology of now, not 1962. Uh -huh. All of our cars have chips in them. Our yeah. phones, our computers, everything. Yeah. Delicate electronics. Now imagine the entire world's nuclear arsenal was just detonated in the fucking atmosphere. Not to mention the fact like these like we saw these global maps of like where all these like targets were in them the then the um them being dearmed or or exploded in the air. Like it was everywhere. And by the way, we have so many satellites out these Ooh, days. Like boy. compared to 1962, the amount of satellites, number of satellites we have out is a, a exponential amount. And that would have knocked out like thousands of satellites from our atmosphere. Oh, yeah. If it was 662, it would be, what, 50,000 now? <laughs> yeah. It's... It, uh, it, the fact that <laughs> that Zartan uh, uh, disarmed his or, or exploded his would mean there was so much EMP in the atmosphere or the, in the in the area that the other ones could not have actually disarmed theirs. It would have knocked everything out. Yeah, no, because they couldn't have reached. They wouldn't have had signal. That's fantastic. That's so we've disarmed the world with nuclear weapons. <laughs> Sorry, That's amazing. Right? We've uh -huh, we've done uh -huh. such a good thing, and there was there was no consequences. It was yeah, great. So, yes, yeah, so great. It was so great. And then we just casually destroy fucking London. Yeah, and then twist, twist. Zartan wanted this all. He wanted nobody to have nuclear weapons because now he has kinetic bombardment weapons, which essentially, like Amber said, dropping large ro uh, rods from space. Giant space rods. That There's a thing called Project Zeus. So when Cobra Commander's broken out of prison, he goes and he meets with Zartan and other folks, and they, we see them, oh yeah, Project Zeus is progressing nicely. Excellent. But we don't know what Project <laughs> Zeus is until mm -hmm. the twist moment, when all the nukes are blown mm -hmm. up. I'm like, oh yay, no consequences. Wonderful. And then Zartan's all, oh yeah, here's Cobra Commander. And uh, he's got this suitcase. And do you know about like tungsten rods? And if you just drop them, you don't even have to explode them. You just uh, drop them on a thing and you have all of the destruction with none of the fallout. Here, let me show you. And he drops one on London. And you just see London destroyed. London, at this point, London is destroyed. Casually I mean, you just, you destroyed. just said that, but, but it's so fucking casual. It's like, I mean, I guess it's supposed to like you... They wanted you to see how serious this was. But it is, okay, but it's moments later that uh, uh, the um, the good guys all come in and try to, like, capture and stop this. 
Yeah, because I'm the plan, sure. like they were showing yeah. London being destroyed and then Cobra Commander uh-huh. is like, give me your fealty. And right. then, that- or, I'll, or I'm putting all these, these other Zeus satellites into alignment over your cities and I'm going to drop yeah. them unless you, you swear fealty to me. And mm-hmm. then the coup starts. Then the Joes and Storm right. Shadow jump into action. You might have thought they'd done it like two minutes earlier before, you know, London and everybody who lives near there is dead. Fuck London is basically how G.I. Joe thinks, I guess. Yeah, so London's gone. Um, All electronics in the world have been knocked out, but not really. And Mm -hmm. and now we're going to take down Cobra Commander. Woo! And fights and explosions. Yeah, it's it's just gets silly from there, which is all delightful. There's, There's no The Rock is just driving around in a tank. I think Roadblock yeah. is is a diversion while Storm Shadow uh-huh. and Snake Eyes and Jinx do some hand-to-hand in the room mm-hmm. and then Firefly runs off with a briefcase because of course, they're going to drop those space rods unless yeah. they hit the stop switch. That the mm-hmm. abort switch needs to be hit, otherwise they're just going to go. So now as right. Code Commander's run Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is, I, I learned something about myself at the end of this mm-hmm. movie. What's that, Ember? Whatever the walk is that Cobra Commander does, mm-hmm. that is the kind of sexual I am. I am that, that strut, that runway strut with this leather duster flapping in the wind. I mean, part of it is costuming it, but... Mm-hmm. God, there, there are a couple of moments where they just show Cobra Commander walking. Just, just quick snippet of Cobra Commander just striding away as he's essentially fleeing. He's not running. He's just confidently walking to a helicopter. And we see two or three moments, just snippets of him doing it. And I, whew, I'm just thinking about it. And I was, just, oh, it's like a visceral reaction to that fucking runway strut. Mm. It's a very good shot. There's music behind it. There's like this. Uh, th- th- there's a san- sense of like grandiosity to him, and like it's, it's like the it's shot like in slow motion view, a little bit, but it's not too slow. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very good. It's really, I'll give you that. Really good. Just oh it's really good. You okay, know yep. what mm-hmm. I realized when I think about this? Okay, yes, so the guy mm-hmm. playing Cobra Commander. I looked this up. I don't know who he is, but his name is Luke Bracy, and he's he's a generic pretty white guy. Like not at all the kind of person that I find attractive, but is like, mm-hmm. but definitely the kind of person that knows they're attractive and appeal en masse to most people. It's just like a generic pretty white boy Ken doll. Yeah. I realized that perhaps, I mean, costuming aside, pretty good jacket, maybe what I respond to on a visceral level is the confidence of a pretty white guy walk without the packaging of the pretty white guy. Like, stick a mask on it so I can't tell that it's a pretty white dude. And I'm just like, ooh, the way you walk. Like, you own it. And not, by it, I mean everything. Because you do. Because you that's really think you do. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, oh, my God. I, ooh. Mm, I'm into that walk. I am not into what it represents. And so if you remove yeah. that, remove the, yeah. I can just respond Different on package. the visceral level to that beautiful runway strut of Cobra Commander. Mm-hmm. Just this world is mine, baby. Like, yeah, it can be. Just walk like that all the time everywhere. You can have what you want. Just keep the mask on, though. Yep, definitely the mask on. Mask on, Cobra Commander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Amber, the Joes win, and they stop the thing, and the end. We do get to see the roadblock 
ex- he explodes Firefly with his own Firefly, and then he doesn't even look he back does. at his mansplosion. Yeah, he does do that. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, entertaining. Yeah. So on the rock scale, Amber, regrettable accident, crazy balls, K, or solid, uh, what would you rate this movie? Every time. We have such a nice conversation about a movie, and mm-hmm. then you reduce it to just the most pedestrian. A scale. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just nonsensical, reductive. Mm-hmm. It's reductive, Megan. Mm-hmm. Are you calling the scale R for reductive? Ugh. I don't know. It's some craze balls stuff in it it's almost solid honestly i was gonna say solid yeah i mean craze balls for sure in some key points which is delightful but like a solid action movie yeah it's been a while since we've watched just a solid action just a movie. solid silly action movie this is our wheelhouse this is our sweet spot yeah. solid silly action movie the the character of jay we, we actually mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna take a quick moment because we didn't say it I'm, yeah I know please we're do. running long again jay is Basically the only woman. Jinx, Elodie Young's character's in it. She barely talks. She doesn't have much to do. I would love to see more from her. She was sure, of course. great in Daredevil. Um, Jay, played by Adrian Palicki, who we would recognize from John Wick, Miss Perkins. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, great. She's, she's acting good. Physicality mm-hmm. good. Great action. She's a fucking genius. She cyber blasts the shit out of her problems. Yep, yep. And we get her We get her backstory jump. It, again... Apropos of nothing, she's mm-hmm. in a pretty red dress because she had to go and do something that required a pretty red dress. And yeah, definitely use the woman to lure in stupid men. It works. But as she's taking the dress off and talking to Flint, her fellow remaining G.I. Joe, she makes this comment of, oh, if only my father could see me now. I say, well, what do you mean? Like, you're a great soldier. He's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a third generation soldier. Like, my grandfather was, my father was, and he thought his son would be, and then I came out. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, and he never thought I should enter the military and because he didn't believe in female soldiers. And when I finally asked him, he said, well, I don't really want to put my life in the hands of a woman. And so I enlisted the next day, and I did my best mm-hmm. to climb through the ranks so that one day he would have to salute me. Mm-hmm. Like, Fuck yeah, Jay! That is how you respond to the patriarchy. You smash it in its nuts and then make it salute you. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. he died before she could ever get that. Yeah. Now, all of that is wonderful. And there's another scene where she's talking about smart bullets that, that that's sort of like this, too. She's just talking like a competent person. She gets to be dressed like the rest of them in the same clothes. She's mm-hmm. not wearing a skin-tight bodysuit. But the response to this is nonsensical. Yes. When she's talking yeah. about the smart bullets and she walks away... Some dude makes a comment to another dude that just, girls with guns. What? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, especially in this context. And in this one, Flint's response to this is, well, if it makes you feel any better, you looked really good in that dress. That wasn't what she was saying even a little bit. Her dad, her dad didn't say, you don't look good in red dresses. And now let's prove him wrong. No. No, no. No, he actually kind of specifically said, women are made to look good in red dresses, not to be soldiers, mm-hmm. is kind of what he was saying. So Flint really missed the mark on this one. Yeah, sure did. I don't understand that, but I, I really liked her her backstory quite a bit. And the, the, the way her character was utilized was was great. I Not alone in this, as a bummer, but so worlds above different category of, of movie from the last one, which was just depressing. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's yep. that's what I have to say about that. So yeah, solid, solid craze balls. I would watch it again. It was fun. It was silly. It didn't mm-hmm. piss me off in a lot of ways. The way it dealt with international politics in other countries, not great. Had a for- little foray into North Korea for reasons and Pakistan for reasons. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, uh, also, did you know that when you hit the abort button on a space rod dropping satellite, it just explodes all of them? That's the yep. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Yeah, you mean the very the very specifically non-exploding tungsten rods? Yeah, yeah. The, all the satellites just explode when you hit don't launch. Mm. Maybe that was the uh, the finally the kickback from the EMP of all those um, oh. nuclear weapons exploding. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. That makes sense. Anyway, mm. yeah, the enjoyable. I I skipped the first one. Go ahead and watch this one. You might enjoy it. Yeah. Delightful. Megan! Do we need a story? Yes, Amber. Mm. So, Amber, this past week, Abby and Maddie uh, got to hang out with Sneha and uh, and a couple other uh, kiddos about that same age. And apparently, um, they did such a great job just, like, hanging out and playing with each other that uh, the grown-ups got to, like, for the most part, just hang out and be like, yeah, good job. Do you want some water? Here's an icy, um, and and they they ran ran as a pack of of adorable uh, five year old children being adorable. It's not a specific story, but it's just adorable to think about. And I'm really glad that Abby and uh, Sneha got to hang out with each other again. The pandemic has kept them apart for far too long. Far too long. And it is nice that they have reached the age of self sufficiency, and uh, things didn't devolve into crying or anarchy. Adults just got to adult while the kids got to kid. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, crying seemed to not happen. It's unclear if anarchy happened or not, but it was not anarchy that, um, it was you know, quiet and safe grown-ups. enough. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Exactly. The right kind of anarchy. Yay. Amber, do you have a recommendation? I do. Thank you for asking. I mean, mm. really, you're welcome for asking because I mm-hmm. often give you such wonderful nuggets of gold. Yeah, to watch like don't trust the bee. I, we actually restarted watching that. Um, we did. Just, we had to. It's been too long, and we hadn't revisited it in far too much time to be completely mm-hmm. sure that there weren't some awful things lurking in it that we did not remember. Yeah. So far, it's holding up. There's some stuff, it, but there's, there's some stuff, but it's not. It's it's not terrible, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. always the worry and, from a yeah older show. And the good is still good. This good is still very good yeah. and very amusing. So, that being said, mm. proof of concept, Megan, I would like to recommend The Princess. Mm. Ah, yes. It is a very recently released movie. You can stream it on mm-hmm. the Hulu. I turned on Hulu and it showed me this picture of this f- fucking woman just serving me fierceness while holding a sword. And it says a beautiful, strong-willed princess refuses to wed the sociopath to whom she is betrothed and is kidnapped and locked in a tower. With her vindictive suitor intent on taking her father's throne, she must protect her family and save the kingdom. Yeah, I'll watch that. I'm sorry, yeah. who's the director? Lee Van Kiet? Wait, isn't that the person who did Fury? The Vietnamese movie that stars the woman being awesome? Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. That I still need to see and I haven't yet? Wait. Okay, now I have to watch this movie, and I have to make Megan watch this movie. And so we watched this movie. The beginning of it made me so excited and happy in my heart space where the violence goes. It is very violent. But not... Mm -hmm. I feel like the boys 
is attempting to be excessive and almost fetishistic about its violence mm -hmm. and gore. The princess yeah. does what it needs to do because you're working with swords yes. and maces and shit. There's going to be blood spray. It's going to be visceral. It's rated R. But it is not going for gross out or shock factor necessarily. It's just yeah. doing what it's doing and it's brutal is what it's doing. Mm -hmm. The story is pretty simple and kind of silly. Yeah. It's serviceable. Nothing. Yeah. Does what yeah, it needs to fine. do. The dialogue does what it needs to do. Sure. It is not, not fantastic, but not terrible. It is ninety minutes long, so it gets in, gets out. It's mm -hmm. it, the. I would say the first half of it delights me. Opening scene, yep. fucking great. Some of the lines, silly and ridiculous and groan-inducing. Some of them kind of made me smile. Really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the acting is, eh. and it kind of sputters a little bit at the end but kept my attention and kept me going and kept me invested in the beginning more than made up for any any trips and falls yeah a lot of pitfalls that happen in movies didn't happen it's a movie made by women with women for women mm -hmm. it is i yeah and it does what it needs to do and it's the, the reviews are poor enough that we actually might wind up doing it so this is actually a warning to anybody all of our many many listeners mm -hmm. watch it before we do the episode so we don't ruin things for you because it is it's fun. Yeah, it's delightful. It's don't expect it anything too like great, but it's good. It's solid as hell. Mm -hmm. Yep. The princess yep, on Hulu. Man. Watch it. Yeah. Excellent. And I'm going to go with a quick Amber got it right Ooh. for uh, uh, for um, suggesting we watch that together. And I will just say uh, very quickly, um, Daredevil, um, the show, which I feel like I recommended a long time ago. Anyway, it's back. It's on Disney uh, Plus now. You can watch the, um, you know, the Daredevil show there. Um, this has the crossover, double crossover here. Amber, actually, no. Well, anyway, I guess it's just a little young. I was thinking, um, uh, um, don't trust the bee. Oh, Christian Ritter. Um, but that's uh, that's uh, Jessica Jones, which is also very good. And the Defenders. Anyway, you know, there's, there's a little. And the I guess there is. A, yeah. Oh, that was so bad. Anyway. Mm. Um, but the Daredevil series, uh, there's a new one in development for Disney+. Plus. Um, allegedly, it's going to uh, uh, keep Charlie Cox as the Daredevil, which is... Oh, he's a great Daredevil. The correct thing to do. That is the only, um, is the only thing to do. The, yeah. So, anyway, delightful. You should watch it. That's all I'll say. Anyway, that's all. Delightful. Megan, good work. Happy to be here. Happy to see you again. See you again soon. A good day to you. Thank you, Amber. And I will say to you, just to wrap this up, like I always do, just remember, Amber, that if you are Zartan, um, you just, Cobra Commander will remind you uh, that you can't forget who put you in the White House. And Firefly will remind you, you can't also forget the rock you crawled out from. What? Hmm? What do you expect me to do with that? I mean, absolutely nothing, Amber. What do you... It barely makes sense coming out of my mouth. So, so he was, don't remember who put you here, and also don't remember the rock you crawled out of. Yeah, that or was no, don't Fireflies. Forget. Don't forget oh, yeah. who put you here, mm -hmm. and don't forget the rock you crawled out of. Yeah, Firefly was just really doubling down on Cooper Commander's jibe. Like, you didn't get here on your own, and also, you crawled out of rocks. Yeah. So. So. I, I drive around on an exploding rocket motorcycle. Mm -hmm. You crawl out of rocks. Yeah. Well, uh, right at that point, Zartan fired back. Hey, Firefly, 
you know, do you even have all ten fingers still? He did, actually, and he flipped him off with one of them. And then he flipped him off, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I like this movie? You're making me think I don't like this movie. <laughs> no, Amber, you're confusing it. You don't like me right now. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. You got your stank all over it, and now I'm I'm confused. It's okay. I, I, I'll, I'll recalibrate after I leave this space, which I'm going to do right now. Excellent. Bye, Amber. Bye, Megan. Bye.